Hello, my lovely ladies and menstruators alike. Welcome to the 13th episode of the She Eats podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about a really cool molecule called magnesium. And I'm starting to term this the mother of all processes because it is involved in over 300 processes in your body, ladies. It is so amazing. I know we touched on it a little bit in the stress episode. And so today we are going to tie that a little bit together. But first, She Eats is a holistic health company dedicated to ending the toxic dieting culture that has been placed on women to eat less, do more, and try to fit into some type of societal image or this one size and one size does not fit all. So instead, we are empowering women to eat to fuel our bodies and support our unique hormones so we can live our healthiest and happiest lives for as long as possible. My name is Katie. I am a holistic health practitioner, corrective exercise specialist, kinesiologist, and hormone specialist. I am on a mission to help a million women ditch dieting and PMS forever through cycle sync nutrition and fitness. Now let's dive into this episode because ladies, magnesium may be your missing link that has been holding you back from feeling your best, from balancing out your hormones and getting to that life and body you have always desired. And I would bet that you probably have low magnesium. The majority of Americans are chronically low in magnesium. And the most common symptoms of magnesium deficiency are fatigue, irritability, feeling nervous, anxiety, lack of energy, muscle pain, muscle tension, feeling weakness in the muscles, having symptoms of estrogen dominance, such as the tender breasts, cramps, mood swings, migraines, upset stomach, cramps, poor sleep. And then long-term deficiency is linked with hypertension, stroke, memory loss, more anxiety, depression, chronic inflammation, and things like hypothyroidism, fibromyalgia, and we talked about estrogen dominance. And a lot of these may sound familiar to last week because magnesium and stress go hand in hand. Your stress hormone cortisol has an inverse relationship with magnesium. So simply put, when magnesium is high, cortisol is low, and when cortisol is high, magnesium is low. And there's this idea called the vicious circle that was coined in the 1990s by two scientists, Galen and Sieg. Hopefully I pronounced that right. But they termed it this because of this relationship. So what they found is people who had already low magnesium were more susceptible to the effects of stress. And then when they had stress, that only caused the magnesium to go lower, which made them more susceptible to stress, allowed cortisol to rise more, which perpetuated the issue. And round and round and round, this vicious circle went. So we've known this correlation for a long time. And with our constant connected and go, go, go society, our level of stress is only climbing. We live in this world of stimulants and I'll sleep when I'm dead. And all we do is keep rising that cortisol level, dumping our magnesium and not giving our body a chance to fight back and restore these levels. We've talked about in other episodes how when your body is stressed, when cortisol stays high, your body actually starts shutting down processes it deems unnecessary and putting you into survival mode. So inside this vicious circle, not only is high cortisol causing your body to shut off hormone production, but also magnesium is required to produce your sex hormones, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. So we have a twofold effect here on our hormones when our stress remains high. We're dumping that magnesium, and so we're keeping that stress high, putting us into that sympathetic state, telling our body, hey, it is not safe to bring another life into this world. So go ahead and shut that process off because we need to keep us alive. But then we're also not even giving our body the building blocks and the chance it needs to produce the hormones to ever allow us to turn those processes back on. 
So not even just about our other sex hormones, but I called magnesium the mother of all processes because it literally does so much in our body. Magnesium is what's called a cofactor. And so you need that to produce a lot of the other enzymes or processes or hormones that we have in our body. And one of the big ones is insulin. Some scientists and doctors have even started calling magnesium the natural metformin, which which if you don't know what that is, that is a very common drug prescribed for people with type 2 diabetes to lower their blood sugar. So when we have enough magnesium, you're able to produce enough insulin so that your body is able to properly respond to an increase in blood sugar, grab that sugar, move it out of your blood. So you're not getting these massive spikes in blood sugar and you're not having your blood sugar stay high for too long, which I don't want to dive too far into it. But when your blood sugar is high, it can actually make little nicks in your artery. And that's what leads to the buildup of cholesterol in the arteries, causing those arteries to narrow, leading to hypertension. It's also going to cause widespread inflammation in your body, which we've talked about the multitude of issues that causes. Since we just touched on hypertension, magnesium is critical for maintaining that vascular tone. So when somebody is hypertensive, you can give them a big shot of magnesium and that will immediately relax or dilate those blood vessels so that blood is able to flow more regularly and it's not so constricted, which is what causes that increase in blood pressure. And when it comes to hormones and metabolism, magnesium is critical for the conversion of your thyroid hormone T4 into its more active form of T3. And if you know what hypothyroidism is, which women are much more susceptible to when we start to have hormone imbalances, nutrient deficiencies, such as magnesium, that's when your thyroid isn't producing enough T4 or it's not able to convert it to T3. And so your thyroid isn't able to function properly and your metabolism slows down as well as a lot of other nasty side effects. So getting back to those sex hormones... We've talked about estrogen dominance before, and we will definitely do an entire episode over that. But if you are someone who suffers from breast tenderness, mood swings, bloating, horrible cramps, heavy periods, this is something you might really want to look into. And I say this because magnesium is a precursor molecule for glutathione. And glutathione is a really cool molecule. It's really starting to get known as this like youth compound. It detoxifies the liver. So you have two pathways in your liver detoxification. So everything is usually pretty good at getting through the first pathway, but it's really that second pathway where sometimes things get hung up And our liver is sluggish at this point. And so instead of fully taking those things out of our body, it actually just recirculates it back into our blood. And this is the most common reason we develop estrogen dominance. So glutathione is a critical component in your ability to go through that second pathway of liver detoxification. So if you have estrogen dominant symptoms, such as heavy period cramps, high stress, poor sleep, low energy, any of the other symptoms I mentioned earlier, supplementing with magnesium might be something you should highly consider. Now that we're already this far into the episode, before I go any further, I do want to add the disclaimer that I am not a medical doctor. So please do seek medical advice before starting or stopping any medication or routine. So when it comes to getting enough magnesium, personally, I take 300 milligrams of magnesium glycinate every day before bed. It was previously thought that you need 320 milligrams a day to be sufficient But more recent studies, and probably due to our high-stress society, are starting to see that even upwards of 600 milligrams is efficacious to actually bring us to a baseline. And that's because we're dumping magnesium so quickly. We have so much stress put on us. Our sleep is so poor. We're constantly under these lights. And so our cortisol is constantly staying high. Our body doesn't have enough time in the parasympathetic state to actually restore those levels enough to combat that high cortisol we have. 
And I would be really interested to know because I believe a lot of people are going to the doctor and finding out that their cortisol levels are quote unquote normal. And it's because that you have to go in at 8 a.m. fasted. That's when you're taking your cortisol. I understand why it was originally designed that way, because that's when you should have a peak in cortisol. But if that never comes down throughout the day or it's reversed and so it's actually it's lowest in the morning, but they're like, oh, it's normal. It's good. It's not high. But then it's actually climbing into the nighttime and then staying there your body actually doesn't have the ability to bring up magnesium before bed so that you can get into that restful state. And like we've talked about, it does 300 processes. Magnesium is also critical for producing something called DHEA and human growth hormone, which is what helps us heal while we're sleeping. And so if we're never able to produce HGH and get that repair and that rest, and we just keep our cortisol high, we're in that vicious cycle and we may not even know it because our blood work is normal. So back on track, since starting magnesium, I've gotten more deep sleep. I feel more rested in the morning. My digestion is better. My anxiety is down. I I feel more alert and focused throughout the day. And I don't get so many crashes and I don't need coffee. I'm sorry for so many side tangents today, but ladies, everything is connected. And for my coffee lovers out here, hear me out. Believe me, I was right there with you when I first started my journey. I was like, no, you are not taking my coffee from me. However, when I got my stress under control, When I improved my sleep, I actually noticed the caffeine was making me not feel so good. I would get kind of jittery. I would feel like I was hypoglycemic and then I would crash hard in the afternoon. But when I stopped, or I really should say that I decreased the amount, especially first thing in the morning, especially before eating and late in the afternoon, I didn't need it anymore. And I felt awake and focused all day long. But why I say decreased is one, I will definitely still have some on the weekend. It's just fun to go to coffee shops. I love to go and work at coffee shops. I've started getting decaf sometimes or cold brew because it's a little less acidic for our body and no affiliation, but I've gotten down to one Four Sigmatics packet. Their Defend blend contains 50 milligrams of caffeine and I drink it after breakfast with some carbs. So why, right? Caffeine causes your body to release a rush of cortisol and that puts you in that sympathetic fight or flight state. If this episode and past episodes haven't made it clear why that's going to be an issue, the first thing in the day, we are spiking cortisol, dumping magnesium, throwing off our blood sugar and suppressing our hormones. Sorry, our little cup of heaven is starting to look like a little pit of hell in disguise. And ladies, I hear you, my coffee lovers. I love going to coffee shops. I love just going there and working. I love the taste of it. That's why I had to find something like Four Sigmatic. I really want to try mud water. I honestly like the taste better. It is so smooth. Again, I have no affiliation. I just really like it. And I was also the person to be like, it's just one cup a day. I think I heard it explained best the other day when someone said, it's kind of like if you said, but I'm only having McDonald's just once a day, like no big deal. Right. And it's like, okay, point taken. Got it. Because one cup of coffee nutritionally might not seem equated the same. But when you think about how you're flooding your body with cortisol, it may actually be worse. And that is so hard to say as a coffee lover, but that's why actively one day at a time, one cup at a time, I am decreasing my caffeine intake because this will help to balance hormones so much. This will help your body not dump so much of this amazing molecule magnesium. Now, I won't hang out here too long. I know I've been tangenting all over the place this whole episode, and I should just do a whole episode on caffeine, but 
I wanted to throw that in there as something that can be causing you to be depleting your magnesium and just another step that you can take to reverse this vicious cycle. So we've talked about some big reasons you need magnesium and particularly when it comes to your hormones, right? So now how can we support our magnesium levels and when do we need to pay special attention inside of our cycle? Aside from doing things to prevent the dumping of magnesium, great natural sources of magnesium are legumes like black beans, edamame, lentils are really high, um, nuts, especially almonds, cashews, Brazil nuts, which have enough selenium, just two Brazil nuts a day. You get so much nutrients, your phase seeds, absolutely amazing sources, then whole grains like quinoa and oatmeal. Dark leafy grains are amazing sources of magnesium, and in particular, cooked spinach, beet greens, and Swiss chard, as well as dairy, avocados, coconut, and cocoa. Dark chocolate, which ugh, contains theobromine, which kind of acts like caffeine, but one of the ways I definitely started to switch away from coffee was making myself a nice hot cup of coconut milk with some cocoa powder in it, a little bit of monk fruit. Oh, it was so amazing. I love hot chocolate. And so this way I was getting my magnesium. I was getting some antioxidants. And honestly, it was just feeding my soul. So getting a whole and diverse diet is a massive first step to naturally becoming magnesium sufficient. So magnesium is, of course, important all month long. But sometimes we really want to make sure we're getting enough magnesium is the week before our period and during our period. That's going to help our liver out, help our blood sugar out when we are a little more insulin resistant, when we're not as good at regulating blood sugar and help to decrease cramping. So we really want to focus on getting magnesium at least during those two weeks. Again, we really want it all month long, but that will really help to decrease a lot of those PMS symptoms. Two of my favorite recipes to include during this time is going to be Chia seed pudding, mingled with some of that coconut milk, the cocoa powder, and some monk fruit. Basically the same thing as that hot chocolate, just um, in a cooler form with the chia seeds. Amazing source of omega-3s, which is also going to help decrease inflammation during that time. And then for a side, I love doing some sautéed spinach, beet greens, adding in the actual beet, and then um, pumpkin seeds and some avocado one of my absolute favorites. And you can pair that with like literally anything goes amazing with salmon. You can, you can cure salmon and beets and it is so good. Um, I love doing the balsamic chicken with that. Another one that is going to help keep your blood sugar very regular. So two super amazing recipes, try them out. If you want more specifics on those, always feel free to reach out to me about anything, ladies, anything in these episodes you have questions or thoughts about, please. I love hearing from you. So reach out anytime. If you need more specifics on those, just let me know. So ladies, I really hope that you found value in this episode. If you did, please leave a review. Let me know what you thought. And then it would mean the world to me if you would share this episode with your friends. Like I said in the beginning, I am on a mission to help a million women break up with dieting and PMS forever, balance your hormones naturally, and be set free from these confines of restrictive yo-yo dieting and just feeling crummy and fatigued all the time because there is such a better way ladies when we learn to eat and exercise with our unique hormones i don't think i've mentioned the free community at all this episode but there is a free she eats community it is hosted on facebook if you don't have a facebook account i literally have ladies who have created accounts just to join the group and be in the community it is 100 free where all of these resources are there and more. 
We do trainings all the time. You can you can ask questions, post your wins, and come get support in all things being a woman and join other women on their journeys to go from surviving to thriving and live their healthiest and happiest lives forever. Ladies, I appreciate you being here with me so, so much. And until next time, she lives, she loves, and she eats. <laughs>